You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of My Hammers 11. And I am very pleased to um, present today's guest. We have Baz Cox. You'll know him from the Claret and Blue Army uh, TV YouTube channel and also all the fantastic work he does for the Isle of Fight campaign. Hi, Baz. How you doing, man? I'm good, mate. Thank you for the kind words. How are you? Very well, very well. In this, uh, this lockdown? Loving it, loving it. I'm going for the... I'm trying almost as short as you now. I need well, to get no, it redone. I know. Me too. You seen this? You seen this? My wife did it. (laughs) My wife did it with a. I bought. I had some like beard trimmers, and she did it with that, and it like had alopecia, and so (laughs) it was really bad. But luckily, we finally got some. It's cost me eighty quid for a pair of decent clippers, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, anyway, we're not here to talk about coronavirus or anything like that. What we're here to do is talk about West Ham and, and talk about your Hammers 11. And so what we're doing is we're talking to loads of people, loads of fans across the world to find out who their top players are or their worst players or their fan favourites players or their shit and they didn't know it players, those type of things. Um, what we do is we have a few rules um, to find out, to prove uh, first of your West Ham credentials. I'm sure you'll pass them ones. A bit like passport okay, control. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll be worried if you didn't. Um, and then we'll go through um, the, the team. Um, we have to play 4-4-2 um, and that team. Uh, it could be any 11, as I said, not just the best players, but your 11. And you had to have seen them live. So obviously I couldn't have put you know Bobby Moore, Jeff Hurst yeah, yeah. or Martin Peters, but I could put in... Samasi Abu, uh, Keith Rowland, and David Speedy, for example. So yeah. uh, should have a, should have a quick, good giggle. So um, Baz, in terms of the West Ham credentials, we have <laughs> four really quick questions. The first one is, um, what was your earliest West Ham memory? My first ever game back in '86, we played Everton at home, beaten one 0 Alan Dickens scored Everton, and from that was my first game. The old man took me to, and from that moment, I was hooked. Likewise, yeah. Good shout. That's a nice one. Hey, you see, that's, that's impressive. Uh, that's impressive. Well, I think mine wasn't. I was six. Too, so. In fact, I was five. So you were I five. Don't think it was, yeah, was five. Wow. I must so, admit, uh, I was a bit of a late starter. I think mine, mine was the promotion season, 92, 93. So I, you were already like, and I think you're probably about a year or so older than me. So yeah, you, you started well, uh, well ahead of me. The, uh, they, they got my first season ticket 
in the 86-87 season. And we kept that through to 99 in the East Upper. 98, sorry. When I was 18, started going on my own. I bought my first season ticket in the Bobby Moore Lower. And that was me then. I, that, when I had my mum and dad stopped going, we come out the family enclosure and that. But <laughs> yeah, great yeah. time. Yeah, so all the fun when you start going on your own, innit? And, and um, I'll be honest with you. Sorry, yeah. Keith. Right. No, go for them it, go for it. For me, them days for me with Upton Park. I love Upton Park the day we left it in 2016, but the old West Stand, the old East Stand, the North Bank, South Bank, and the pitch like that, that was the best ever. You know, I just wish I was, it's uh, like 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah. Then enjoying them times, you know, that must have been incredible. Yeah. I had great times at West Ham, but I was very young. I didn't see the other side of the corner of not going with your mum and dad, but that place was special. It was. It was a great place. It was a good place. So, so in terms, that's your earliest one. What would be your greatest memory? So it might not might be a game. It could be, I don't know, uh, you could you could have bumped into a player or you could have seen, I don't know, a bit of graffiti, West Ham graffiti in the, the Atlantis at Dubai or whatever, you know, something, anything really. Two things stick out. Um... Three things should Mark Noble's testimonial should be one because that's where a bit of exposure come from. Off the back of that was when Mark invited me to the Man United Cup game that season, which would be one of my greatest memories. The fact going thanks to him and in like the family part. Yeah. But my best memory, I've been mascot twice, but my best memory was '89. First home game of the season, we played Bradford, beat them two 0 Stuart Slater scored both. I was mascot. It's the same summer that Paul Dintz posed in the Man United shirt. Oh, okay. I personally ate Paul Dintz. I didn't understand what he had done then. I was nine. <laughs> but I personally ate him because that evening he got to the Grand Lake. I asked him for a photo as a nine-year-old kid. I still got it. He's got his arm around me and he's looking the other way. Oh. He signed my book that night in capital letters. Paul Dintz never signed it. And uh, I remember Lou Macari giving him a proper rollicking because he refused to sign it first then come out and done it. But Literally wrote Paul in, so yeah, that that's my best memory. That was the probably the best day of my life. Yeah, oh, we was, we was, I was talking about with um, the Stop Hammer Time podcast yeah. on on Monday actually, and, and Paul Ince came up in discussion. Uh, North Bank Norman made a good did a good little story about um, playing a testimonial, and the agent Paul Ince's agent was playing, and mm-hmm. one of the one of the players playing for the West Ham team um, did him in <laughs> with a really hard tackle. So, <laughs> Absolutely perfect. But the thing with him, a, f- a friend of mine used to own Hampton and Richmond Football Club. Yeah. And their manager was Alan Devonshire. So I used to go and watch him quite a bit when I lived in Surrey, when Dev was there. And, and Dev used to take us over to West Ham when he'd done the ambassador role at the old at Bowling, yeah. Upton Park. Um, and spoke to him many times about NC. And he said, honestly, he's a great fella. He said, that story and that picture, his agent had exactly, yeah. the, the uh, picture would never come out. He said, I feel for him. He said, what he'd done was silly, but I feel for him after the promises he were made. But as I say, you know, I was nine. I didn't really understand it. I get it now. But looking back at my autograph book that night from being mascot in my pictures and I see that rude fella like that, I hate him. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it, how we always still hold grudges for some players and like, you know, I'll, fat, I'll never fat Frank. It'll always be a fat Eddie Murphy to me. Exactly, well, yeah, and, and Fat Frank, and, and yeah. you know, and his stuff like that. I saw the uh, today um, was it yesterday. Jermaine was talking about uh, Jermaine Defoe talking about leaving West Ham and how much he regretted mm-hmm. it and stuff like that. And it's it's quite well, interesting. I know Jermaine really well. I used to drive him. Yeah, um, 
and again, you know, is another one. He, he's openly said it, and, and I hated him when he left. Probably mm. hated him after what he'd done, and rightly so. And he knew that, and he knew why people hated him. But he said he was young, he was naive, he was misled by his agent, didn't know what else to do. It's his biggest regret of his life. Yeah. Um, not just his career, his life. He, he hated the fact he treated West Ham the way he did after giving him a chance. And and this is genuine. I don't know if I should say that. I actually asked David Gold, when we beat Crystal Palace at home the other season, remember when Anderson scored the world yeah. in the curve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, was it last year or year before or never? I remember talking to David Gold outside the ground. I was on the phone to Jermaine. And I was talking to David Gold and I was saying, David, you've got to sign this man. He went, Who is it? And I showed him. I said, You've got to sign him. We need a goal scorer at this club. And then he went and signed for Rangers. Oh, well. Genuine story, that. Oh, that's good. That's got an exclusive. An exclusive on Hammers 11. Wasn't expecting that one. Well, there we go, Baz. It's exclusive. (laughs) Too late now. You've already said it on my channel. (laughs) So, so if that was to you, know, we've we've gone through your your bet, you know, your best moment, your, your earliest moment. In your opinion, who was your who was your goat for West Ham? Who was the greatest player you've ever seen play for West Ham? Greatest player, um, greatest person, and my all-time favourite Ham is Tony Gow. The greatest yeah. player, man, tough in it. Yeah, you know, I was young with the likes of Alan Devonshire. He was class, Alan Dickens. But the one that's got to stick in my head, just for his passion and what he gave every week has got to be the Canio, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of my age, but, you know, Alan Devonshire was different class. I, I wish, I, that's what I said earlier, I wish I was 18, 19, 20, like in 86 it's and managed to watch them not uh, being an adult, you know what I mean? I was a kid, didn't really know too much, but looking back, he was mustard dev. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, and that's the great thing about this series is we're going to have people from different age groups from different mm-hmm. times. So we got, you know, Guys who some like ex-hammers who has been talking to former West Ham players for up and for years and years and years. We've got young guys. Hope you get John Joe on soon. So we're yeah. gonna have this real nice cross section of people. So we'll see lots of different you know opinions and, and lots of different attitudes towards different players. So if that was your greatest West Ham player, is there one player from an opposition you've seen play live who you thought ah, I'd love to have him to play for us? You know, someone you sort of, you know, might have been, I don't know. For me, it was, yeah. Thierry, it was Thierry Henry for me during the Arsenal times. Same club, was... same club, but Dennis Bergkamp. Yeah, good shout. J- different class, I thought. Probably, yeah. in my opinion, probably the best overseas player to play in the Premier League, in my opinion. He'd be the best foreigner. Yeah, it's a good shout. It's a great shout. Right, well, you've passed, man. That's good. <laughs> you've passed West Ham credentials. It's like immigration. There's a few that think I only started supporting West Ham when we moved to the new stadium for some silly reason. I don't know why. Oh, well, it's, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to say you're through. So you've, you've passed. You. You've passed immigration. I'll let them know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so, right, we're going to turn to your your hammers eleven. So, as I said, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be the best eleven mm. players you think play for West Ham. As long as you've seen them live, it's your opinion. So, as I said, we had people before talk about their worst eleven, their you know foreign imports eleven. Um, it's up to you who you what you want to talk to about. I'm going, to, I'm going to give my, I'll give my best 11 that I Good. can remember. But it's going to be tough. But yeah. I'm going to give it. No worries. Okay, right, we'll start. We'll start with between the sticks. In goal. Who's, who's in goal for Baz 11? Very close between two. But I'm going with Phil Parks. Ludo just behind him. Again, I was young with Phil Parks, but, you know, just things you, you I've heard as well. Yeah. 
he, he was class that keeper and I think at the time of the price tag he come with explains why so Phil Parks would get the nod for me good shout yep that sounds great right let's go with uh, let's go with left back Julian Dix by a long way yeah by a long way Julian Dix yeah the man was class wasn't he yeah, and, and just again, like the Canio, you know, the passion and commitment he gave the club every week. You now, whether it is a reckless tackle or not, you just knew he went out to, to play for West Ham. And yeah. Whoever was on the end of it was getting it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very true. He actually scored the, it, Julian scored the first goal I ever saw at West Ham because obviously I didn't, my first match was 92 93. So he scored again, it was Oxford United, and he scored like a 35. 35 yarder one of his bangers you know he just like no backlift yeah. straight in we were saying the other day we were saying that no one really scores those 35 yard uh-huh. bangers with without a curl on it and i think it might be the ball or whatever but it's yeah. no, you know during your seat i mean the season you love yeah Stuart slater you'd bang him in martin allen Liam Judy, brady. They were, ian brady they were a huge shot on them um but no one does it anymore now no, one no and, well, it's strange you saying about Dixie with them goals. I, I was doing a talk about him the other day with someone, and people forget the amount of goals he used to score from corners and all. He used to go on a lot of them on, the, on his head and, yeah. and had a few in, always from like around the penalty spot. People forget that. Well, exactly. I don't know if you've been watching um, uh, Robert Banks. He's, Robert Banks has been digitalizing all the season reviews on YouTube, um, okay. all the way back from like the mid 80s. Although I think the latest one is 2013, 14 season. And some of the goals, you know, it's yeah. uh, and some of the pitches as well and things yeah. like that. You know, you had these sort of memories of a, of a bygone era and you're thinking, oh God, yeah. that pitch is really crap. But yeah, it's really funny going back through them. And all the players that are coming up again, you know, Peter Butlers and people like that, who I used to adore when I was young. But okay, we'll put Dixie in. He's at left back. Who's going to go for the right back? Ray Stewart. Ray Stewart. Tonka. Ray Stewart. It, it was between him yeah. and Tim Breaker, if I'm honest. But yeah. right, Ray Stewart, I'd have in, you know, I just remember the pair of them, him and Dixie, their penalties and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tonka just... could hit a ball. It's the same thing with the penalties. You know, there's no one I think anymore just wallops it, you know, takes 20 yards in and just takes into the top corner. Everyone places it or dinks it or, you know, it's like it. But I remember that time, I think it was Julian's playing. It was Man United and Schmeichel's hand like, literally Backwards. bent back the power it was amazing but anyway well, okay. did you listen to the West Ham Way podcast yeah 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 yeah. They, they had James Collins on the other week and he was talking about the cup final and if he had got a penalty yeah and he said, said I'd have just put my foot straight through it down the middle as hard yeah. as I could so that's all you can do in that situation you can isn't it and, especially and if you're not used like to you it. said you just don't see it now no no it's true oh yeah that, that game that game Oh, I remember that game. Oh, I still have nightmares about that game. Still have nightmares. Because where, where I was sitting, I was right above the second half of um, of Extra Time's goal. And so, you know, Marlon, and he had one leg by then, didn't he? Yeah, that's he, right, yeah. And how he swung. And I was there, and he swung that with the wrong thing. leg. It's like, oh. oh <laughs> you just knew it to be, didn't you? He did, well, he I'll, did. I'll tell you another story that would probably make more West Ham fans hate me. That day, <laughs> I had an inflatable FA Cup. And... Before the game, I tried counting blue ribbons on it. Walking around Cardiff in the pubs and that, lifting up. When I got into the ground, I took the ribbons off. Mm-hmm. In the 94th minute, or 93rd minute, whatever, I put them on. I'm on my seat with my back to the pitch, jumping up and down, <laughs> celebrating. And all I've heard is the roar. I didn't even see the goal. All I heard was the roar from the Liverpool fans. So, 
What have been my fault? Oh dear, what, what, what would have been? But if it was the other way around, it would have been an iconic picture, wouldn't oh, it? Oh no, classic. Classic. Oh dear. Anyway, anyway, you, you, you ginked us, as, as someone once said in these <laughs> at Laura Brown. Didn't jinx us, you ginked us. Jinxed us. Yeah. So, all right, so we got Ray Stewart right back. Who you got in the centre-back? So you've got uh, your colossals in defence. Rio Ferdinand. Yeah. Um, would be one. And this is tight. I, I love Tony Gale. Tony Gale, as I said yeah, earlier, yeah. is my all-time favourite hammer, but partner in Rio I'd have Alvin Martin oh nice that's strong Alvin was captain in 89 the game I was mascot and, all, um, and again I just remember him when I was young being solid um, I'm gutted I ain't got Tony Gow in here but that's more of a personal thing why I love him yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I thought Alvin was class Rio would just I mean what he went on to do speaks for itself and he, he was good at West Ham you know him and Lampard. Lampard was all right at West Ham. He was never brilliant. He, he became brilliant at Chelsea, in fairness to him. But Rio was brilliant for us, and he just got better and better and better. And that's why Rio gets the nod for yeah. me. And he was, you know, I think people forget he was he was a he was only a young lad when he was playing yeah. for us, and he still oozed like class. And that's that's one thing I always think we we haven't had a player like that at centre back for since Rio. Um, and I, I think maybe England, you know, as, as a whole, you know, hasn't had that sort of classy centre back, you know, yeah. who can defend, who can pass. Can it, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. Anyway, and, and big Alf, good shout. Right, that's a that is a strong. I tell you, if I if I was up front for the opposition and that you back want to four, fight them with- I would not want to play <laughs> them. That's right. Even I got three, they got Phil Parks bearing down at me. <laughs> okay, right, strong, strong back five there. Right, let's go in midfield. Let's go the guys who are gonna we're going to sort of get us the game that the workhorses. Who we got a left wing? Left wing, this hurts me to say, but he was class. Dimitri Pyatt, absolute class, you know. He, for the year and a half, whatever it is we had, he, that, that last season, he was just mustard, you know. And yeah. There was a reason why he was in the uh, nomination for the Ballon d'Or. He was that good. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a shame it finished how it did. Would I want to see him in the West Ham shirt again? No. But I won't forget how good he was for us ever. Yeah, and I think there has... I mean, I, I was exactly the same, to be honest, Baz. And I think there's... You know, you, you mm. almost have to detach yourself what happened afterwards, uh, like yeah. the way he left. But that's, you said that, that season and a half in, in isolation, I can't think of any player who made such an impact yeah. in such a short amount of time. And people criticise, oh, you know, Slav only did well because because Payet was playing but you know it's the man management to get the best yeah. out of Payet um, you yeah. see it with Moyes and, and Arnie you know mm. when Moyes came in completely changed the way Arnie played and it, it, it takes a, a manager as well. yeah yeah but, that's, but for me for me that's that's, yeah, that's, yeah, no, that's, right, that's right. what I see definitely I but yeah go on we'll put Demi at the left and the left wing who are we going to get on the other wing who's on the right wing Alan Devonshire got to put Devin don't you Alan Devonshire for me, I just what I do remember, he was just mustard. It, it, to be fair, it was probably close between three: him, Stuart Slater, and Trevor Sinclair. It would have been, but Dev, just listening about him and all, and, and I think every former West Ham player has said how good he was in that side. You know, Mark Wall probably would have been up there and all for me, mm. but all of them said how good he was, and yeah, I'd. Have, Death, death for me. That's a, good, that's a great shout. That's a good shout. Yeah, I mean, it's one of, as you said, it's one of those players who, when when ex-players talk about how good a player is, 
there's something in that, isn't there? So it's like, you know, and yeah. they go how, and they, as you said, to a man, they all come out and say how how skillful he was. So mm-hmm. there's I a reason they do that. So, sometimes the old players talk about a few players, but his name is always exactly yeah the first one mentioned yeah, and that's it stands out, you know. Yeah, that's a good shout. Right, okay, that's, that is that. So hey, that is some creativity you got in the wings there. Right, who are we gonna have in the centre of the park? Who have we got actually two midfielders? Tough one. Well, the, the one protecting Alvin Martin and Rio is none other than the legend Billy Bonds. Yeah. He is my grafter. You just yeah. know he runs himself into the ground for the club. Yeah. Plays everything for West Ham. He, his name speaks for itself while he's in there. Yeah. And the one in front of him, Isle Berkovich. That's a great shout. I thought he was phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely. He, he was so clever. His little one-twos, his through balls on the edge of the box. Yossi Ben-Ayum is very similar. Yeah, but, true. You know, and, and Lanzini could be like that, but them two, Ben-Ayum, sorry, Berkovic, I just thought was class. And I remember yeah. growing up that 90s time, getting gun on my own, and it was him, these little through balls. He created everything. He was a major reason why John Artson scored so many goals. He did that yeah. start of that season before the turn of the year. So, yeah, definitely I'll work with it, I think. No, that's a good shout. Uh, yeah, and he just said, and that's the great thing, because like, you know, as you said, because you're coming from an era where, you know, you had the, the early era, your early era, era rather, where you had sort of the devs, and now, you know, you got the 90s where you were sort of going on your own. You yeah. had a different perspective. And, yeah, someone that... Berkovich, I mean, you know, he was back at the ground a couple of times and he back at other stadiums since then. Um, mm-hmm. And he still speaks really fondly about West Ham as well. And, you know, and I think, yeah, yeah he, as you said, he was a great player. And I think West Ham always have that. We always play better when we have that sort of what I call an enigma player, you know, like yeah, a Berkovich yeah. or yeah. Joe or Payet or something. You know, he might be, might, might not see him for two games, but yeah. two games he'll be mustered and world-class and then yeah, he'll go yeah. away. And that's what we need at West Ham all the time. As you said, Lanzini could well fit into that position. Um, mm-hmm. If he gets, keeps get, you know, stays fit and stuff, as you said. Um, you probably be following his Instagram. It's got a lovely, yeah. lovely rooftop apartment. I tell you, it's beautiful. Tough, lovely, life, tough life, isn't it? It's a lovely dog as well. It's got the same dog as Jared Bowen. Yeah, that's, that's right, the same type of uh, French bulldog. Lovely stuff. But I quite like Fabianski's training with the. He's got like the bungee cord thing he's doing at the moment. It's quite. He's fun. been doing some of his boys as well, hasn't he? No, it's nice. really sweet. Really, really sweet. It's really sweet. Christ knows what we're going to look like when they all come back. They're all have like haircuts no like you Baz and they'll all have skinheads and it'll be like it'll be I, bet, like honestly, I bet they ain't I bet they've been out of a fault to have a bar but don't worry about that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah they can at least afford a decent pair of clippers that's for sure yeah, um, right okay nice nice midfield I like that and who are we gonna, who's going to be your your goals machines who are going to be your two up front it, it's hard but Paolo Di Canio yeah has got to go in there um Yeah, Tony Cotty. TC. Tony Cotty. Again, as a kid, my first memory is like him and McAvenny. He was getting a lot of goals and, and a reason why made me really get into football of obviously scoring the goals and that. And although he left us, had two spells with us. Still, for me, he, he's still a West Ham boy. And yeah. I, I don't hate him. I know some people don't like what he did. And he did make a bad comment about us, but... You know, that was back then. Life's different, and 
Yeah. He, he scored enough goals to warrant being in probably the all eleven West Ham for me. Yeah. I must I admit, I think if I'd seen someone maybe like Trevor Brookin, maybe he would have been in there, but I didn't. I think he retired in eighty four and I've started going eighty six. So yeah, TC and Decanio up top. That's a great shout. That's a great shout. There's a lot of goals there, a lot of pace as well with TC. And I like that. And what I do is I'll I'll allow you a sub to put Tony Gale on. Because I know you I know that's good. Hey, I know. Hey, manager. Hey, manager. All right, okay, we'll put Tony Gale as manager. Oh, yeah, no, I'm kidding, no. <laughs> um, we'll put him on as a sub. So yeah, just Gale, I, know, I know it's gonna it's gonna hurt you if not. We go old school and have one sub and we'll have Tony Gale on there. We'll make an exception that. just for you. Love that. And if you had to pick a manager, because you obviously you've you've obviously seen West Ham, you've seen a lot of managers come and go. Who's who was your favourite oh. manager? Obviously, early John Lyle, but yep. again, I didn't really know too much. Billy Bonds come in, it was a lot of up and down. Got a passion with West Ham, but love him or hate him. The best days I think I see as a West Ham fan would have been in the 90s under Harry Redknapp. And the best way we played the style of football then as well, you know, the likes of De Canio, Sinclair, Joe Cole, Lampard, all of them, you know. So I think Redknapp would get the tip for me. No, I think that's a, that's a good shout. And he just seems like that whole... With, like with Bilic as his number two, because I love Slav. Yeah, I think, yeah. And he, he's, he's one of those weird, really weird player, you know, managers that I think whatever club he comes, he goes to, he will still be comparing it to West Ham. Yeah, and yeah. He, you can clearly see he still has an, uh, an incredible affiliation for the club. And, you know, I think... You know, with that sort of the Harry Redknapp era, you've got, you know, that seemed to be the last era, I'd say, where footballers were like fun. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, John Moncur, and he'd, he'd be like, yeah, I'll paint everyone's hair and, you know, the, you know, the white paint. You don't get yeah. that anymore now. It's almost like they're so sterile. Um, you know, they're so professional, so to mm-hmm. speak. Um, you know, you, you don't get that sort of, all those stories that come out. But, you know, you, with all these, you know, I know Chris Gold is a really good podcast um, quickly Kevin which is really fun um, and that's all about 90s football and you get some old players on the stories they come up with you know yeah. is, is, is really really funny but um, that is a nice that is a nice team Baz just to go over that again we've got Parks in goal we've got Dix at left back centre backs Rio and Alvin Ray Stewart on the right back, right back. midfield we've got Pyatt on the left we've got Dev on the right Bonds and Berkovic the two B's in the middle then we've got Paolo and Cotty up front with Harry as the manager and Gailey on the bench just to keep you happy. That's Gailey great. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks really, really much for your time, Baz. I appreciate your You're time. Welcome. Really, Thank really great talking to you. Absolute pleasure. And uh, as I said, you know, need me for, for Claret and Blue. Uh, yeah, give us a shout and we're more than happy. Well, I don't know if you fa- while you're on there, I don't know if you fancy it. On Saturday night, we're doing a fancy dress call in. Got five already. Do you fancy it? You can be number yeah. six. Yeah, go, go for it. You've got to be in fancy great. dress. Fancy dress. All right, I see what I've got. Gen- genuinely, you've got to be in fancy. You yeah, yeah no, that's like. cool. Don't and mind. all we're going to do is talk about our happy memories, away games in, of West Ham, in fancy yeah, dress, having a beer, whatever. Sounds great. Sounds great. Let me give me a give me a shout and we'll get we'll get that on. Um, so brilliant. Thanks very much for your time, Baz, today. You're and um, you. and and to everyone else, you know, please like and subscribe. And um, hopefully we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.